0: Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. Hello and welcome. It is great to be back with you again today. I have been eagerly anticipating this episode for well over a year now, I'm here today with Deecla Francis. Many of you know her as Dee of One Sarcastic Baker, and Dee's first book, Baking Science, is coming out on April 5th. I have actually already pre-ordered three of these books, three copies. I ordered them way back in the fall as soon as I as soon as they were available for pre-order. So here's why I'm so excited about this episode and this book. First of all, Dee has really been a true friend to me over the last few years, Um, helping me from the very beginning. We have gotten to meet in real life, which has been a huge treat, and she was one of my first guests on this podcast. So yes, on a personal level, I am thrilled to celebrate with Dee this massive accomplishment. And as you listen to her, you're going to find how much work and effort and years, went into this project, creating this book, Baking Science. But beyond that, besides my excitement for Dee on a personal level, I've been waiting for this book <laughs> because I'm not a good baker and I want to be a better baker. I'm not confident in my baking because I don't understand. Stand Baking, and I know that this is the book. This book covers over 40 baking science concepts. I know that this is the book that's going to teach me how to be a more confident, curious, and knowledgeable baker. Dee is incredibly well-qualified to write this book. She first started taking baking science classes way back in 2008 when she immigrated to the US. And then in 2013, she took a food science class from Harvard that she admits was one of the hardest things she's ever done. And she had to study over and over and over again through that class before she absorbed all of the information. And now in this Accessible, clearly written book. Dee is acting as a translator between the science world and the baking world. And she's going to tell us today why it's even more important for us as home bakers to be baking scientists than uh, commercial bakers, even. She's going to teach us how to take the frustration out of home baking and to replace it with just curiosity and excitement. So I'm excited for this episode. Welcome, 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 Dee. I'm so proud of you, and welcome to you, listeners. I'm thrilled that you're here, Dee. I feel like I can hardly wait any longer for this book. I honestly feel like I honestly feel like I have put off learning to bake. I always tell people I'm a much better cook than baker. I honestly feel like I have put off learning to bake until I get this book. I'm not even exaggerating.
1: (laughs) No no pressure.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited about this book. Well, I've seen the preview, so I I know it is that good. And I'm going to start at the beginning and work myself all the way through to the end. So could you tell people um, the concept behind your book, the title and concept behind your book?
2: Okay, so the title is Baking Science. Hmm. The idea is to break it down the whole process of baking, because mm-hmm. it's, it's a very delicate process. There's mm-hmm. so much going on. Like water is dissolving, sugar is dissolving, water evaporating, chemicals, reactions, and so much is going on. That mm-hmm. Molecules bouncing around. <laughs> molecule. Oh my God, you're ready. <laughs> right. The molecules are um reacting with each other there's so much Mm -hmm. going on and Mm -hmm. we just we don't see it at the molecular level right
0: yeah we just read this recipe but it does not really
2: give us insight it's
0: almost like we are trying to accomplish a process blindfolded when we don't understand the science behind it
2: exactly and Mm -hmm. the, the thing is that at a commercial bakery Or any bakery, the environment is very controlled. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about the temperature, the humidity. Mm -hmm. They even calculate the addition temperature that the friction of the mixer gives you. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Everything is very controlled. But at home, we do not. Right. We're home bakers. Yeah. We don't check the temperature of our water or the hot packets in our oven, right? Or eat.
0: measure the dew point yeah. in our kitchen.
2: That was but a we big. Do that. Yeah, yeah, and that we was. We a... eggs, and we don't know the percentage of yolk in it or mm-hmm. egg whites. We're home bakers. We just want to bake,
0: right? Right, right, right,
2: so, right. So the idea is to. Allow you to understand what the ingredients are, how they work and how they interact with each other. So mm-hmm. if you do make a mistake, okay mm-hmm. and a recipe that you read at a book did not work out is to get the frustration out of it and mm-hmm. to replace it with curiosity. Mm-hmm. that's that's the goal. if if you bake the cake and it did not it's too dry or it sank in the middle, you, the first our first reaction is like oh my god what did i do i'm mm-hmm. a bad baker i knew i shouldn't have done that this recipe is terrible i'm going to mm-hmm. give one star to the baker and yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> spoken like a true food blogger <laughs> exactly
2: and the idea is just like take a deep breath and mm-hmm. let's see what happened you mm-hmm. probably you know didn't weigh your ingredients the right way or you instead of one teaspoon you use one tablespoon of baking soda mm-hmm. so once you know the ingredients you can not only recognize whatever mistake the recipe you made mm-hmm. or the environment had anything to do with that you can also custom it to mm-hmm. your needs
0: Yes. One of the um, recipes that's not in the preview that I'm super, super excited about Mm -hmm. is how to customize any cookie. Right. I'm like, oh, I'll buy the book just for that (laughs) chapter. And there's how many chapters are there? 30, something like
2: that. There's no, there's 30 chapters. No, there's like five chapters, I think. Oh, I mean, how many, um,
0: scientific principles slash recipes? Oh,
2: nah. Ooh, I don't know. I tried, to, I tried to add as much as I could, but you know what? like they count the words.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know it's, this is the first book. This is your first book. Oh my God. Well, I think that it's really important. What you're saying is that we can't control our environment and our homes. I mean, we can to an extent, but we can't control if it's a dry or humid day. And when you came on the first time, you actually genuinely did um, change my baking for the better with just Mm -hmm. two tips. I don't know if you remember, you came back on for like a 10 minute um, best home baking tips. And the first thing you said was weigh your ingredients, which of course I had heard and I kind of knew, but sometimes it takes that trusted person saying it out loud to um, make you really start doing it. And now if I really want something to turn out well, I don't actually even use a baking recipe unless it has Weights. So that was the first thing. But the second thing is, you told me um, when making bread-like products, like only start with two thirds mm-hmm. of the moisture that of the liquid that right. the recipe recommends, because even though I can't control my environment, I can make adjustments for my environment exactly. um, by starting with that. And honestly, that right there was a massive game changer for me. Right. Um, And you probably saved me a lot of time and money as I've continued on in this podcast (laughs) and have gotten recipes where I needed to have that tip. Like I needed to know, even if a recipe is good, it was um, created for a particular type of environment. And I might not be working in that environment, but I can, if I'm knowledgeable enough, I can adjust for that. I've been thinking about why I'm so excited about this book, because I think recipe books come down to trust, like, especially as a photographer, I know I can make a total disaster look delicious just because a picture looks good and it sounds good. I mean, it means nothing, but I know for 100% I can trust your recipes. You have our favorite scone recipe. You've turned me into a bread baker with just 10 minutes of tips. (laughs) And I'm just—I'm so excited about this book, Dee.
2: Oh, thank you so much. So the thing, yeah, I read that in your question, and I was like, "Wow, that's a very—that's a lot of responsibility." <laughs> so, and I thought about it, and I'm like, the final result. Mm. Okay, it's a personal mm. opinion. Yes,
0: we all have tastes. Yeah,
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. We all have tastes. My husband likes the cookies burned. Mm-hmm. I like the cookies chubby and chewy. Mm -hmm. So I like them crinkly and thin. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So my result or my disaster can be your heaven. Right. Exactly. So the trust, I think I, when I wrote the book, I basically wanted to answer all the questions that I had the first few years that I started baking. Mm. And I think that um, what makes um, a book or recipe good is how it is reading and how it is presented, if it makes any sense.
0: because mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's fake news or not. <laughs> if you're exactly. saying this is what your outcome is going to be, so people can just decide, that's what I want or that's not what I want. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So, you know, like you, I have tons and tons of baking books and the ones that I keep going back to are the ones that tell me there's an introduction and say, "Hey, if you want to switch brown sugar with granulated sugar, just know that the brown sugar contributes to the moistness of the cookie." Right. Okay. So, like Ruth um, Rose Levy Berenbaum, I'm sure you heard of her, which is my ultimate baking guru. Her mm. books are labeled the Bible, like the baking Bible. Mm. Mm. bread, the Bible, pie, and and rightfully so. She goes into the tiniest details and she tells you how the tiniest change would make Mm. a huge difference. So when you come across the recipe, you go in confidence, you understand why you're doing things Mm -hmm. so you can, you know, change them according to your environment. Exactly.
0: Yes. Which
2: is why her recipes always work. Yeah. Okay, it's not because I follow it and she's the most amazing baker which she is, but it's mm-hmm. because she's a good teacher. She tells you this is your journey and mm-hmm. I'm giving you tools to succeed in your journey. The book is a set of tools for yeah. the home baker to collect mm-hmm. and then do whatever they want with it. Yeah,
0: I think this is such an important point and the more that I work with um photography students and clients, like the more that I feel like I I want to make a distinction between, um, I think people look at um, baking the same as photography. It's like this idea that you just have a talent for it or you don't. When in reality, both are like completely learnable and teachable. And you wanted to teach Absolutely. people.
2: Yes. I wanted to answer all the questions. I think like There's a selfish aspect that Mm. I'm like, I want to learn, I want to take a break from all the chaos around me and Mm. just focus on learning. Because Mm. before I started the book, like I knew everything, but I didn't, I could not put them in writing. It's like, I'm going to ask you, like, I for sure you know what irony is, but can you describe it for me right now?
0: Hmm. Yeah. I see exactly what yeah. you mean.
2: So that's what I wanted. There was a lot of information all over my head, but I could not connect the dots mm-hmm. and I could not verbalize it.
0: Mm, that's amazing. So D how long did you know that you a wanted to write a book and did you always know this was the book you wanted to write? And then how did the timing for this come about? When did you say, okay, now's the time to do it. What made that happen?
2: That's funny. So it was this September, 2020, mm. one of my blogger friends announced that she is writing a cookbook. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that is just so impressive. And, you know, all the questions like, how do you come about writing a book? And how do you think about it? And, mm-hmm. you know, I just left it and I went for a run. And I was thinking, If anybody ever asked me to write a book I'm going to write a book about baking science Mm. the next day I got an email from the publisher you're kidding I kid you not the next day and then she was and she asked me think about two or three um subjects you want to write about and I thought about two Mm -hmm. the first one was baking science they decided they want to do that before I even presented the second one the second one is just a bunch of mumbles
0: (laughs) We don't even have to talk about it, huh? Because now you're the baking he said, science said, forget team. about
2: it. We're doing the baking science. Wow. And that was it. And I was, you know, bef- the time bef- when I got the email, between that time and the time they actually started writing the book, it was a full four months of a lot of going back and forth and them testing my recipes and asking me questions and asking me to present and write mm-hmm. the, the table of contact. And they put me in a very long o- audition. <laughs> That's what it felt like.
1: Interesting. So
0: you, yeah. yeah so let's, I, I would like to actually dive a little bit deeper into that because I don't know much about the process. And I think a lot of people listening probably don't either. Um, first of all, what did you use kind of as your, your guiding um, force? Was it, these are the scientific principles I want to learn. Was it, these are the recipes I want to share. What, um what was kind of yeah guiding you as you organized this what was like your guiding organizational principle i think is what i'm trying to ask
2: i took so many baking classes and baking science classes and i have so many books and what i wanted is for people to use the book kind of like a dictionary mm. people still know what it is it's i don't want them <laughs> to read it and put it away I just want them to be there on, on their table and just go back and forth and understand. And there are many ways you can reuse the book. You can simply bake the recipes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or you can just read in the instructions and then bake the recipes. You can back, go back and forth. You can just do whatever you want with it. Like mm. experiments, like I'm going to use this recipe, but I'm going to use this principle with from the recipe from the other book, when the other chapter right. and see what happens. Um, right. Right. That's, that was my idea. And to do that, I had to be very clear, mm. very basic, if it makes sense. Mm. I could not make it very scientific. Oh. Yeah. I wanted things to be kind of like you explain it to a first, mm-hmm. a very beginner baker. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So when you, um, you talked about, you wanted almost a break from the craziness of just producing content and producing content and you wanted to just slow down Mm -hmm. and learn when you came to, yeah, organize all of these things. Were you very driven by your own curiosity? You just said, you know, this is what I've kind of always wanted to, um, to know, or were you more driven by this is like what a reader would have to know in order to bake. Um, but which angle did you come at it from? both. Yeah. Hey, it's me again. We will be back with Dee in just one second. I do hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I did. And I'm really hoping that you will pre-order her book. Um, Three reminders for today. First of all, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Secondly, Um, If you would leave a rating or review, a five-star rating or review, (laughs) to be specific, that would be amazing. It really helps me um, market the podcast and it helps um, podcast players like Apple Podcasts know to push it to new listeners. And finally, if you would like to support the podcast um, financially, the best way to do that is to shop the Storied Recipe Print Shop, where I share some of the um, most popular and beautiful prints of my guests' recipes and stories, and, and they're for sale. Uh, so yeah, that's,
2: that's, that's it for now.
0: <laughs> and we're going to come back to Dee.
2: I just wanted to put as much as information as I could in the most simple way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you were really almost like a translator or interpreter between some of these other um, authors that you've read and relied on
2: for so right. many years. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, like those authors, they are some of them are scientists, you know, mathematicians mm-hmm. and chemists and physics ph- physicians, like. I'm not a scientist. Mm -hmm. I am a baker. Mm -hmm. So when you explain something to me, I don't develop an algorithm, you know? (laughs) So you have a
0: background um, as a commercial baker. That's when you started. You've been a home baker for many, many, many years. When did you start taking the classes? In preparation for this book or before that?
2: Oh, no, no, no. Before I even Mm -hmm. dreamed about being a blogger. (laughs)
0: Mm, Really?
2: Really? When I moved to the state, I moved to the state in 2008 and there was a period of time that I was waiting for my papers and I, um, I couldn't work. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to bake. Mm -hmm. And I started following recipes and you get compliments. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I'm a cheater. I felt like. Because
0: you didn't understand why. Yeah. I know just what you mean.
2: I I only follow instructions. Yeah. And I know what it's supposed to look like. Even though it's delicious, it's not perfect. Yeah. And I want to create my own recipes. And I want to create, I want to understand why they use Uh. flour and four eggs and not six eggs. Mm -hmm. So I got my very first baking science book, which is called How Baking Works.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And um, I started reading and I have to say, till today, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is not, it's very, very direct. Mm. It doesn't have the heart and soul that we look for in baking, mm. mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I needed. And from there, I, um, you know how Google just drops things to you. you yes, know? <laughs> it knows what you want, yeah. <laughs> Google knows what I want. And it was 2013, that my husband said, Look, Harvard is coming up with online classes. And then there's, there's a class about food science. Mm.
1: Like,
2: oh my God, I got to do that. Wow. And I watched that class over and over and over. And I felt, wow. Oh my God, this is insane. Like, I can never understand that. This mm. is too much. Mm. And I, I took a break like many times. And wow. then. You take a break because you feel overwhelmed, and again, I'm not a scientist; I'm a baker. Yeah. But then I bake, and I'm like, "Wow, that's what he said." Yes, everything yeah. things click in. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
2: like, so if that works, then let me experiment with something, and then mm. it works, and you're like, "What?"
0: <laughs> wow, yeah, baking made you a scientist, as you saw the things confirmed
2: things mm-hmm. just click and yeah. like, wow, this is unbelievable. Whoa. This is, and that gives you the motivation to sit down and keep reading and keep, yeah, you know, what, what does it mean? Proton. What does yeah. it mean? Nuclei? And what is in, so you, so you go and you like, the more, you know, the more questions you have.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: it just snowballs. And, um, What I'm most excited about the book and my biggest hope is that people, my readers, the readers are going to, you know, get their math science hat and just do what, you know, do them. Yeah, you do you. (laughs) Go to town. Yeah. (laughs) I I am not a math science. Like I'm very straightforward. I'm like scared of taking risk. Mm -hmm. So everything is very scientifically, you know, a bit boring.
0: (laughs) I think that's where it goes back to trust. It's like you put in the work, you didn't just, you know, um, you really, really put in the work here. And, um, you you know, you're not someone who kind of became a celebrity and just pushes oh. out a new book every three months because you can, you know what I mean? Um right. You've done something new, you've done something different. And again, I just keep going back to that word trust. I think the credibility is there with you because um you've put in the time, you have the knowledge, you've refined that knowledge, and you've practiced it in commercial and home kitchens. And uh yeah, I think... I think it's exciting. <laughs> I'm really oh, excited about so it. Much. Did you um as you worked on it so you said it took like 4 months for them to really say yeah this is yeah. this is what we need let's go ahead uh-huh. with it. At that point because like you said they had asked for so much
1: uh-huh.
0: were did you go into the process with an outline um with any of the work you said you had even given them recipes to test how much of the work did you have done going into like once you got a contract?
2: They said, okay, let's create a table of content. And I was like, a TOC. Oh. <laughs> I had to Google, what is TOC? Yeah, there was a learning process just to that, right? <laughs> yeah, and table of content. And I was like, wait, you want me to think about 50 recipes? Wow. She's like, yeah, uh, but that's baking science. So I don't know if like, it's in theory, you know, a lot can change. It's just like, don't worry, if it changes, it changes. We trust you. I just want to see- Mm-hmm. We need to present it to the big man and they want to know. So I wrote, yeah. the rec- I wrote the TOC. In my mind, it was the most amazing thing. But what did I do? I just wrote almond chocolate cake and meringue. And they're like, what's the scientific part about uh-huh. it? Aha! yeah. And, you know, now when I think about it, in, in, you, I, I understand what they say. So, From
0: their so perspective, said, yeah, yeah.
2: Just write the recipe and tell me what you're going to teach us about it. So I wrote, okay. So I, for example, I was like orange cake, the importance of moistness in the cookies and um, how to incorporate eggs and uh, how to incorporate eggs or what is leaven and what is baking soda? Or what is, you know,
0: I- yeah, the different types of leavening and why and when to you choose them.
2: Yes. And yeah. then they say, okay, now that makes sense. And as I wrote that, um, you know, it's kind of like a puzzle, you know, yeah. you, have, of course, mm-hmm. you have a lot of pieces and then you just, you reach for the one that is the most, the closest and makes the most sense to you. Yes, And then you slowly put all the dots together and that's, yes. that's how it was. Yeah, And I first started baking with the testing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I had a TLC. I wanted one, I want, I knew what I um I wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I knew that I needed to prove a certain of scientific uh theory
1: mm-hmm.
2: or fact or whatever it was at the time. And I, I needed to make sure that it does that.
0: Okay. So you started, once they gave you the go ahead, you started with the recipes to make sure one, that they tasted good. And two, that they really did demonstrate the principle that you were going to show. Right. Wow. And how long did that take you to create 50 recipes? It was,
2: it was 40 recipes, I think. 40. Okay. I I know I created more, but then few did not make the cut. Okay. Um how long it was about three months
0: three months wow that's basically one every three days pretty much yeah actually more like one every other day yeah wow but wow
2: it was at first it was a bit nerve-wracking because yeah like, what if what if i'm like you know, you have a lot of self doubt, like, who am I to do that? I'm not a scientist. I'm just a baker. And Mm -hmm. who am I to talk about science? And, you know, then at the end of the day, I keep telling myself, you are not a scientist, you are a baker, you are writing a cookbook, not a science book.
1: Mm. And
2: that's what I want everybody to know. It is a Mm -hmm. cookbook that talks about scientific principles. And yeah, the reason it's called science, it's not because I'm going to to the moon with it, you know? Well, no, but I mean don't
0: under don't undersell yourself. Like I I've, I've read three chapters of the book or whatever oh. it is you sent me. Like you you do talk about science. You I mean, no, there's no, a no. couple of those paragraphs I had to go back and read like a couple times. And listen, I I have a degree in math. Like I can understand these things, you know. <laughs> but I um yeah, I I don't think you should underestimate yourself. I think you're not a scientist by um like university degree or right. by training but i think that you have become a scientist you have become a baking scientist like you said like mm. i'm not going to ask you about you know astrophysics physics or anything like that i'm not going to ask you to design yeah. um you know a spacex rocket <laughs> but right. you are a baking scientist and i i i think you should own that <laughs> you are
2: uh okay (laughs) so it's just that it's very intimidating especially and I'll tell you why because bakers okay and I'm not talking about bloggers and professional bakers I'm talking about the people I'm trying to reach.
0: Yeah, me. I had to, you know, make something for a bake sale last night. I wanted exactly. it to be good. I, I I needed it to be good because I didn't have a lot of time to do it. I just needed to make something, make it quickly, right. make it good, make it dependably.
2: Did you make the peanut butter cookies on the book? <laughs> <laughs> no. no.
0: No, Joshua had something in mind he wanted to make. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: So, bakers, you know, like let's say me, 10 years ago, we start from a place of of love and passion and self-expression and therapy, okay? Mm-hmm. We don't start from a place of, like, I'm going to conquer the world and we just want to bake. Mm-hmm. And when you say baking is a science, you get intimidated. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a scientist. I just want to bake.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just want to, you know, send cookies to the ones I love. Mm-hmm. So I don't want them to think that, like, if they don't come put their scientists had on they cannot bake Mm -hmm. that's the complete opposite it's scientists because it's proven to work because Mm -hmm. no matter the results are going to be the same no matter how many times you'll do it Mm -hmm. the results are the same and that's Mm -hmm. something that i think is very reassuring
0: absolutely absolutely that that gives
2: you control as a baker yeah absolutely i don't want people to think that they don't have control because it's scientific right you do have control and it's, it's very, very, very easy. It's like Gemma Stefford said from Bigger Bold and Baker, like it's science, but it's not rocket science.
0: <laughs> right. That's, that's the way to say it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, in the introduction of the book, I, I, I think I, I said something about that. I'm like, I know it's intimidating, but you use science. On every step of the like every day, even when you put salt on your food, you control the amount of salt, otherwise, it's going to be too salty. Right. Right. Well, that's a scientific process because salt molecules are so tiny that they are packed in very small amount. Yeah. So if you put a full cup of salt <laughs> over a full cup of broccoli. You're gonna have 10 times more gold <laughs> molecules than you have broccoli molecules. That's very scientific, but right. how simple is that?
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's such a that's such a good way of saying that. Yeah. So as you develop these recipes <laughs> quickly and you got more and more into a groove, did you um take the time to one, I mean, you did so much for this book. You did so much for this book because you also did all the photography Mm -hmm. and you did, you know, of course, all the writing. It wasn't just a recipe and like a little dash about, oh, why this would be a great recipe. You had to write an entire scientific principle Mm -hmm. for every single one. So as you developed the recipe, did you just say, okay, that's it? I've got the recipe, file it away. Or did you also take some time to write about the principle or to photograph it during those first um, three months?
2: No, so I had a deadline of four months to submit the manuscript. Wow. And then a month later, and and then later I had to submit the images. Okay. But I did want it to take the time and not be rushed to into things. And yeah. Research is and fact check is the thing that took me the most, the longest.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Like in my mind, I know how baking soda works, but like, okay, says who.
0: You had to, you verified every, see this again. I just, I think this is important to know when it comes back to the credibility of you and your work is that every principle that you wrote about you, you actually Actually. verified that with, who did you turn to, to verify it?
2: Um, Okay. So my rule was do not use Google. Wow. That was the one rule. I used Google to know, to pronounce things and spell them, or maybe like. Nothing that went into the book. My Mm -hmm. rule was like, Google is not an authority. Mm -hmm. Period.
0: Yeah. And you did this all, like you developed the recipes and then in that last month, that's when you did all of your fact checking and the writing. You sat down and did the super intensive writing. The
2: fact checking was simultaneously with the testing. Okay. Because I had, I wanted, I remember I wanted to, I created like caramelized honey. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yes.
2: And I was like, wait, I did remember, I remember I learned about this chemical reaction. And if it works, then would it work on honey? And like, you know, my mind, the wheel started turning and I immediately went and I tested it and it was like phenomenal. It was so good. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, but but that's where the pressure comes in because in theory it's true, Mm. but who says who? So you go back to, this book and this class and like, okay, so this chemical reaction occurs when there's protein and and sugar, but does honey have it? And then you go to honey and then everything clicks in like, boom, I'm done. Awesome. works. Love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and in some cases you even reached out specifically to scientists to confirm things, right?
2: I did. If I needed to, I did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. That's great.
2: Okay. Well, I do
0: want to wrap this up with just one last question. I want this to be a little bit of a shorter um, interview for listeners, but we are, I think we're all curious. You have two young daughters. How did you do this during the pandemic?
2: Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: You just did it. Like it was your opportunity. So you did it.
2: I have
0: no idea. I
2: think about yeah. it right now. I think what my saving grace mm was that my older daughter was homeschooled and she's just an angel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she made it easy on you.
1: Yeah.
2: She made it super easy. And my younger one was in daycare at the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that helped a lot. And I think because I, I planned ahead, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, if I need to submit it May 1st, then I need to be done by April 15.
0: Yeah. Because
2: I don't know what happens in those two weeks. maybe, the girls are going to get sick, or my camera yeah. is going to break, which it did break.
0: Wow!
2: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, right? So, tell us I,
0: that I, story. What happened?
2: I had it. I had to submit twenty images. Uh uh-huh. I think, like in May, like early on with the manuscript. Uh huh. And um, I took a picture, and then it just fell. Oh! It fell. And it came off the tripod, oh. the connector, you know, that thing that you connect uh-huh. the camera broke and my lens broke. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Dear. I yeah. had, you know, I had insurance. So I sent everything mm-hmm. and I used my old camera.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, okay. Yep. I'm good. Yep. I've five <laughs> days to wait. I'm good. Okay. That's um, why you have to plan ahead.
0: Wow. You know, like that's right. <laughs> yeah, you planned ahead. And again, like I feel like this book has been in the writing for a long time. You know what I mean? Like you've been you did work as a commercial baker, you've been taking the classes, you've been keeping up a super successful blog and Instagram account, you've been developing recipes, you've been learning along the way. Um It took a lot of work to pull it together, Yeah, but you've really been writing this book, honestly, for at least 15 years, don't you think?
2: (laughs) It's a journey.
0: The first recipe I'm going to try from it is the funfetti cheesecake. Oh, wow. I'm very excited about the funfetti cheesecake. That was one of
2: my first (laughs) recipes
0: and Um, writing
2: the science behind it was such a nightmare. Oh, really? It was because that was the example I sent to the editor.
0: Okay.
2: And because I was like, I was writing the book and I was like thinking, oh my God, I have so much to write, but then they have a limit of pages they can print. Okay. So I was like, hey, how much can I write? Yeah. For every book. And she said, just send me an example. Okay. And I wrote... And it was very fresh in my mind. And I just like, I wanted to emphasize the um, random walker, random mm-hmm. walk mm-hmm. principle was basically like heat residue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do I do that? And I was nervous. And I wrote like this, I think it was like a thousand words. And then she comes back, like, ah, I don't get it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I know that. Oh shoot! Is that how it's gonna be like? A, oh,
0: wow!
2: But you know her comment, like, I think that was the most valuable, yeah, lesson I got is that learning that critique sometimes can help me.
0: Yeah, yeah. That process—you trusted the process, and you trusted that they were experts in what they were I doing. I trusted
2: her. I was like, yeah, I can't come back and say, well, you don't know anything about baking, you know?
0: Right, because a oh, lot of right. people buying this book might not.
2: Well, it's like, first of all, good. She doesn't know. And if she doesn't understand what I'm running, then nobody else is going to understand. Right. Right. And then she's here to help me.
0: Right. Right. She needs this to be successful as much as you do.
2: Exactly. So I need to listen to her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I
2: think think that when I realized that early on,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I kind of put my defense mechanism away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, we're a team. We're going to do it together.
0: I see. I see. Awesome. Well, I need to tell everyone that you can pre-order it right now on Amazon, right? Right. Okay. I've already pre-ordered three.
2: And book dispensary and...
0: All the places. Okay, so we're going to list all the places in the show notes. Um, like I said, I've already pre-ordered three, and uh, yeah, tell everyone also where to follow you. Um, first, they need to pre-order the book, and second, they need to follow you so that they'll know when your second book comes out. <laughs> oh my
2: goodness gracious! Um, yeah, my blog, my Instagram, my Pinterest, TikTok, Facebook—all one sarcastic baker.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right, thank you so much, Dee. Have a great day. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks again to D for coming on today. Um, you can pre-order Baking Science up until April fifth, and after that, you can just order it and get it directly in the mail immediately. All the information for how to do that is in the show notes, as well as Dee's first episode, which was way back in the beginning of the podcast, where we discuss um, her Iranian, Moroccan, and Greek, well, her husband's Greek heritage, and how all of that came together into her Jewish identity. This is just one more reminder to subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review, and uh, shop the print shop. Thank you all so much, and have a great week, my friends.